slow. You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello and welcome into Commissioner's Corner following week three. Joining me this week, it's happened to Luke. Uh, really excited to have on a couple of special guests. Joining me as I do every, every if not most weeks, Kyle George, Tyler Baggenstuff. Ty, we'll, uh, we'll get to you right away. Don't you worry. I know it's been a long weekend. But also joining us this week on the pod, we've got the one, the only all-star chef at Mac.com. Um, fresh off his first win and absolutely going off in the group message. So excited to have Paul here uh, to share some of his thoughts on where the Luke stands after three weeks. And the one, the only... John Fishback joining the building. His shitty team is still competing in the league this season, um, despite another crushing blow. Unsurprisingly, we're happy to have him here as well. Uh, Ty, Thank just you, to kick things, hey, you're welcome, John. Just to kick things off, I did want to give Tyler the floor. Um, yeah. You know, as it's been a it's been a trying weekend, not only um, in fantasy where you squared off against the mm-hmm. one, the only Paul Sheffield. But also yeah. in the NFL as well, as the Dallas Cowboys, you know, revealed themselves as the frauds we all knew they were. Yes. In a loss to the Arizona Cardinals. So how are your mentals doing, you know, here on Monday night? So it's one thing for the Cowboys to lose because I'm used to that, Connor. You know, that happens right. every year. That's that, normal. That, it's That's inevitable normal. that that will happen. But then I got to come here on this Zoom <laughs> and I look in the top right corner of my screen. I see... A dude with half a hairline. I mean, look at that receding hairline. <laughs> I mean, you might as well just shave it off. And then that big-ass nose. And then uh, it's just so bad losing to this man. And it's the worst person to lose to in the league. And I deserve it. I deserve it all. I mean, I, I, I went in hot on him last week. You know, I thought that would work. It never works for me. It never works. And... It just sucks. Like I'm the Cowboys, I'm used to it, but Paul, I mean that hairline. It's just ugh, I, I lost. It's it sucks, and the Cowboys just really were the cherry on top. So yeah, Paul won this week, and congratulations, sir. We're both one and two. It's nothing. I mean, you got one win, so it's not anything great. But congrats. And, <laughs> just so everyone Paul. knows, Tyler's talking about Paul, not me. Just okay. to make sure that's clear. Yes, <laughs> and Paul. Uh... Tyler obviously pulling out the personal attacks, a sign of a frustrated and defeated man. How how do you respond grabbing your first win of the year? Well, I mean, I think my team did all the talking. I don't even need to talk. I think uh, just on to the next one. I think I got Jack next week. Um, starting O and O again. Let's see what happens next week. Easy dub. Let's see, bitch. No, you suck. No, fuck you. <laughs> Give me something. I mean, you got all this chat. On the group message and nothing in person. See, this is a fraud right here, boys. We got a fraud in the group chat. I, there's nothing really I need to say because it just sounds like someone's already really frustrated. I don't know if it's the sexuality or what, but it sounds like uh, there's nothing that I need to say. I think, uh, again, my team did the talking. No, I want to hear it. I want you one. to talk shit to me. I mean, you got nothing. <laughs> on to the next one. On, on to the doesn't... next. Okay, yeah. yeah on, on to another loss next week. All right. This doesn't, doesn't, deserve my, doesn't deserve my time. Yeah, okay. So as you can get the gist there, uh, Paul wins this week 113 to 100 and a half against Tyler, grabs his first win, sends Tyler to one and two. Also in another thrilling matchup in the loop, Kyle George versus Jack McDonald, uh, the two highest, the one and two spots in the power rankings last week, as well as I think by far the most dominant teams in the loop this year. And they lived up to the hype in the matchup, Kyle. I uh, want to get your perspective. You fall on this one, 130 to 139 and a half, uh, leaving Jack, I believe, as the only remaining undefeated team, um, but still a really good showing from your team and making Derek look silly with the trade of uh, Keenan Allen. That being said, Olave's been pretty decent too. So, Kyle, how did how how'd you digest week three with the loss here to Jack? I feel like... Tyler said Paul's the most frustrating person to lose to. I I would agree with that. I'd say Jack's a close second. 
I, I don't know why I feel like most years when I play Jack, I don't know if it's if everyone feels this way for just me, but I always feel like the players on his team that it's like usually will score anywhere from like two to five points, always put up like 25 against me. And it's really annoying. Like Derek McKinnon, one out of every six games, he'll have like a 20 point performance. And of course, it's like the one week I play him. I'm sure we all feel that way, but I can't be too upset. My team did put up 130. So it is what it is. It's a tough loss, but kudos to Jack, I guess. <laughs> I'll take care of him next week, Kyle. Don't worry. Easy W for the win for me. Yeah, Paul, what's the, what's the uh, scouting report look like on how you're going to attack Jack personally? Is this going to be, you know, kind of the same amplified attack we saw against Tyler, or is there a different strategy when you're dealing with Jack on the mental think, side of the field? I think, again, we just let my team do the talking this past week, so we'll just let my team do the talking. You, you have really changed week. in a matter of about 30 minutes since the group chat. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what happened to you? Uh, again, I'm just going to let my team do the talking. Can, can we kick this guy off the pod? He's giving us nothing. <laughs> that is true. That's really terrible for podcasting, unfortunately. Um, John, going to your matchup, moving right along here, you fall uh, 101.5 to 132.5 to David, uh, sends David to 1-2 and two, as well as yourself to 1-2. and two. How are you feeling? I, I think you know my feelings towards your team. How are you feeling about your squad uh, after Dude. week three? Well, first of all, your feelings towards my team are just weird. Like, I don't <laughs> understand. I don't understand what, based on past years and looking at my team, would make you put me at 10. Well, but anyway. I think it's because it's bad, John. It's not a very good team. <laughs> Okay, Paul, your team's always bad every single year, so I'm glad you got one win in week three, and you can ride that the rest I'm, of the I'm year. I'm glad for you as well. That's it. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, no, I think, honestly, my team is looking good bad. down the oh. stretch. Like, I had Kamara coming back. Barkley was out. Um, Jerome Ford on the waiver wire. DeAndre Swift. Like, my whole bench – it are almost wild, like flex caliber or better. So I'm feeling good about it. Jameer Gibbs obviously is a huge disappointment, but we'll bounce back next week. And I played Derek, so it's a nice, you know, get back in my groove week for me. Uh, and speaking of Derek, we did see him take his first loss of the year this year against Cooper, um, 137 to 96. Uh, Paul, obviously you have a lot of history with Derek. Uh, throughout the Lug, were you surprised to see Cooper, you know, kind of erupt here for his first win, or is this what you've come to expect out of D thing? Yeah, I was gonna say we have a classic matchup of a pretty good owner versus probably not even probably the by far worst owner this league's ever seen. Um, so Derek's starting <laughs> to come into full form of just he overperformed two weeks, and again, beginner's luck it happens, and then uh. We kind of saw Derek come into what we thought he would come into for the rest of the season. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has this year's longest lose streak. Um, and it started week three, and it's going to go probably for the rest of the season. And, Ty, did you did you think this was more of a sign of things to come for Derek, as Paul just mentioned? Or were you thinking that this was a good turnaround game for Cooper? Because I know we had him pretty highly rated to start the season. And actually, I think he has two losses that are – pretty respectable in how he performed, I believe. Who? Um, yeah, his, yeah, his squad through the first three weeks. No, I, I think his squad's solid, and he had Waddle out too. Obviously, his kicker and defense kind of carried his team this week, which is never like a good – like no one feels good about their kicker and defense really carrying them week to week. But I do think he has a lot of firepower on this team, and um, I, I just – I'm really starting to – I don't know. I'm already starting to regret my Pollard trade, but, you know, I, you live and learn. So I'm happy for Coop, and here we are. What's up, Paul? I think Derek's still the only team that hasn't scored 100 points yet this season. Um, so we should, just make, <laughs> we should just make that known. I think you guys had him ranked like three or four at the power rankings, and he won week one with a, um, with a really impressive score of 84 points. Um, and then got to 99 last week and then lost this week with 96. So, so Derek is the only team yet to score 100 points in the league. Just okay. uh, 
Wanted to throw that out there. Because not a good sign. Not a good sign. Question. Well, not a good sign. And, and it'd be one thing if his team was good and uh, we know the ownership's bad, but it looks like his team can't put up points, and we obviously know the owner's not going to make the right decision. So, <laughs> you know, I I think Derek takes this personally, like super personally, and especially when it comes from Paul. Like, I feel bad for D Rock sometimes. He's like, I remember in the group chat, he's like, "What did I deserve? What did I do to deserve this?" I mean, it's like nothing, Derek. It's just fan. It's it's warm, man. I mean, like you're gonna catch a stray every now and then, but <laughs> Derek takes a little personally, which I love. That's what makes him Derek. We we love him <laughs> for it. Uh, the last matchup of the week, I beat Randall, um, one hundred three and a half to one hundred three. Uh, Kyle, are you surprised to see Randall off to a slow start again, back to back years? Um, one could argue he's he's over the hill. I don't know. Like at this point, is Randall <laughs> is Randall washed? I guess that's the new league, uh, the new league narrative at this point. Um, from the, you got to think there's some negative juju from that beer mile performance playing into the results early on in that. It has to be. You have to think the fantasy gods are like punishing him because of the fact he ran it so slow. Like they're like, oh wow! Like this guy got last place, didn't own up to his punishment, didn't put any effort into being able to drink beers, and they're like, let's just make him do it again to have to redeem himself. I, yeah, I think, think well, well, run is a very loose term there. I think that's doing uh, run a disservice by saying Randall ran the beer mile. <laughs> um, I think it was more of a babysitted beer mile where he just uh, watched like, his beers <laughs> warm on the track. Yeah. There was there was a portion of that video Connor sent out where your son is moving faster crawling than Randall was. So. <laughs> that was so painful to watch. It was uh, so painful. <laughs> so enjoyable, though. Um, All righty. So, fellas, should we move right into power rankings? Or just as a quick aside, I think we can look at standings in the T-Swift division. We have myself and Derek at two and one. Uh, then we have Randall, David, and Paul all at one and two. Um, in the Rihanna division, we've got Jack at three and zero oh with Kyle and just Kyle at two and one, and then Tyler, John, and Cooper all at one and two. So pretty evenly dispersed through three weeks. Not that you can tell very much, but. Only one undefeated team, no defeated team. So pretty hot start for the Lug. All righty, let's dive into power rankings. And I think we should just probably go about this uh, the same way we did last week, where everyone just picks one spot as we move along. Um, John and Paul, as the special guests this week, I'll let you pick which numbers you want to rank. Do you want to start it, Paul? You can choose to anywhere one through five and six or ten. You just pick one from either either group. Yeah, I can do. I don't want to do the last ranked team. Do you want to do the last ranked team, John? You can go. You can start. Sure. Is that are we doing it correctly, Connor? Yeah. However, whichever yeah. spots you want to pick, you can. So okay, if you want, you can. Or Kyle, Tyler, or myself can pick last ranked if you want to wait. Okay, I'll go ten. Um, and I think it's Randy. I think it has to be. I'm staring at his lineup right now. I know he's not going to like to hear it, especially coming off the <laughs> last year's performance as well. But uh, it looks like Randy may be washed, whoever said that earlier. His, <laughs> his running backs are all like mid at best, I think. Um, obviously, super unfortunate. His second pick in Garrett, or maybe his first, because he had two second round yeah, picks, right? Correct. Yeah, in Garrett Wilson, like that obviously sucks. For yeah, everyone. Exactly. I mean, the league it's is so more boring. Yeah, the Jets are boring, and everyone was excited about it. So, uh, I think I'm sticking with Randall at 10. All right. All righty. Randall at number 10. Any any disputes on that one? No. Wow. Tough I, to see Randy that, that low, back-to-back years. Very early in the season. It's, but. it's still early. It's hard to, like, really – tell who's last last but I, I think that's fair yeah all right all righty for the number nine slot paul do you want to go or do you want one of us to go um i don't mind going okay I, hit up. I wanted john to go first to not be angry at what i'm about to say 
But I do think John <laughs> is not. <laughs> and I, What'd you and say? I, I do think you're you're nine in the power rankings. Who? Let me say it. You, John, <laughs> John Pushback. Um, okay. I just wanted to be sure you were uh, speaking with your chest here, Paul. Yeah. No, my chest and uh, the rankings say that you're nine. Now, to be honest, I don't hate John's team. Like he said, like his whole bench could be a borderline flex play, which is great for depth, especially this year. If you kind of look at a lot of teams' benches, they don't have good benches. With that being said, there's I just don't see a ton of star power um, outside of Stefan Diggs in his uh, starters. And so I think that scares me. I think when it comes to depth and injuries, which will mean something going on later into the season, I think John could be in a good spot. And I really don't hate his team. But I also just don't see there being a ton of guys where you need to get um, lots of points in and out every week. Um, so that's why I have John at nine. And John, I'm sorry, I don't hate your team, but I do think it's the second worst team behind Randall's. Okay. I mean, I kind of agree with some of your points. Other ones I don't, like Saquon and Kamara coming back and DeAndre Swift is looking like Giants everyone. offense. You're right. They look really scary. Okay. It's Saquon. He's, he's offense proof. You're right, and injury proof too. Okay, don't do that, Paul. Don't do that. That's a good point. I guess, I guess. But I thought we didn't speak about um, upcoming injuries on this podcast. He's literally didn't play this past week because he's injured. Okay. Oh, true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm. I accept. I accept being an underdog, Paul. Good. All right. All right. Alrighty, Ty, you want to hit us with number eight? Me? Yep. I'm I'm gonna put myself. And I'm gonna put myself because I have no running backs or a quarterback. And I really should have kept the balance in my roster, I think, with Tony, like I, I traded for Justin Jefferson, which yeah, I, he's an absolute freak. And I, as you can see this week. Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson accounted for approximately all of my points. But other than that, I I just don't trust any of my running backs, don't trust any of my quarterbacks. And then my flex play is a little iffy with Ridley and Christian Watson being my main option. So I haven't showed up, and I, I deserve to be in the eighth spot, especially because I was in the two spot in our last rankings, which was a little high for myself. So I'm putting myself down to earth. Fair Hopefully. enough. Very, very humble play. Very humble play. I had to. <laughs> Kyle, who do you got at number seven? Um, I'm going to go with David. I think, if I'm being honest, I think David probably should have been eight. Tyler probably seven. I feel like Tyler's team has a little bit more upside. You do have Brock Purdy, who I think was like the number one quarterback in fantasy right now on your bench. You just haven't played him. Um, yeah, so I think you do stupid. have a play there. But anyway... I, the the reason why I would put David below Tyler is I feel like Tyler long term like your outlook looks a little bit better. Like I know David had one thirty two this week, but not sure how sustainable this is. Like Tyreek Hill is going to carry his team. Like I think he's going to have to rely on Tyreek putting up over twenty points, which he could do every single week for at this at this rate. He's he's obviously proving he can do that, but I'm not sure I trust like Mostert putting up you know huge numbers like he did this last week every week. I'm not sure like Jacoby Myers and Javante Williams are guys that I'm like comfortable throwing out there every week and trusting that they're going to put up big numbers. Um, so I think David, like, yeah, I don't know. He's got some really, he's very top heavy with Josh Allen, Derrick Henry and Tyreek Hill. But outside of that, I'm a little worried about some of the consistency he might get out of his players. Yeah, I agree with that. He has like no wide receivers besides Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah and, and Tyreek's accounting for a wide receiver one and two right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. so good. Like, here's what he has to play if uh, if one of his wide receivers goes down. He has Jacoby Myers, and then he has DJ Moore, Drake London, Brandon Cooks, and DJ Chark. Just makes me want to puke. He's going to have to make a lot of really good decisions each week for who he yeah. plays versus who he doesn't, which obviously this is the week where he chose right. So if you can – do that every week, then he'll be better than seven. Derek could never. <laughs> I also feel like it's this this week's hard to take seriously when the Dolphins literally put up seventy points and he's got the 
starting running back and best receiver from that team. Just like, insane. <laughs> we've never Crazy. obviously seen anything like that. Uh, Remember when Paul do we drafted... think they can do that every single week <laughs> is the question, which I don't know. They might be able to. <laughs> I mean, they had eight touchdowns between two running backs. That is unbelievable. Eight touchdowns Tyler. between two running backs. Yes. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I wanted to remind everyone when Paul drafted Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, and Javante Williams last year. Yeah, just just a, just a reminder. No, nothing really on it. Just I just yeah. wanted to remind everyone. Thanks, some, would say, some would say a year too early because uh, I thought they were going to be what the Dolphins were this year. Some would say dumb. Yes. <laughs> and I still didn't run the beer mile, so thank you very much. Touche. All righty. At number uh, six, I'm going to put Paul's team. Over the team that hasn't scored 100 points yet? Yep. I just took a look at both, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with your team. <laughs> um, I, I hate yep, the way – going there. <laughs> I hate the way uh, Trevor Lawrence and all of Jacksonville looks this year, so I'm excited to yeah, see do you, do you see my backup quarterback who's still the QB5 after not playing this week? Yes, I do. Okay. And I also know you as a manager, and so that's – not a worry of mine for you to get those okay. matchups correct. Um, Great. And then I also think Jacobs and, and Kyron Williams is a pretty pretty weak slate, and I don't think Najee Harris or Dalvin Cook are, are really going to be the ones that save you there. So, What about Cam Dude, Akers? How, how is Paul's team ahead of mine? <laughs> <laughs> My team is so I, much I genuinely Make don't it. understand. Literally, Jamar Chase and A.J. Brown were two of the top receivers this week, and neither of them scored a touchdown. But and before this J- week, they Josh were averaging J- five and a half and seven point three points a week. So Wait, who was both of my starting receivers had more AJ than and Jamar. And I guess the other piece that I will say is uh, both my running backs are two of the only workhorse backs in the league besides Derrick Henry and I guess Nick Chubb, who no longer exists. So I'm not too worried. There was only one other Ram that got a carry this. Um, tonight mind you Cincinnati's defensive front looked great but Williams was the only one that carried the ball and Josh Jacobs I think the only other person that carried the ball they had two carries this past week so you can say that you don't like them but they're not splitting minutes with anyone else that's true scoring yeah that's also true (laughs) (laughs) all all points brought up for valid Tyler wait did, did you beat me this week I can't remember want to know what's also true Paul is that you have no hair on your head that is, that is, I, got a hair, I got a haircut today, so it looks like less than normal. I'm just saying, we're, we're all well, speaking facts right now, so I'm just yeah. letting you know the truth. No, that's well, what do you mean I, you got I, a haircut? I, there was like three hairs that needed to be cut, so they cut them. <laughs> do you go to the barber for that? No, I don't. Once I started losing my that hair, be, I, I said, yeah. Right, I'm going to stop being an asshole. No, it, no, it's okay. I understand you're insecure from your loss on uh, two different fronts this week, I, I, and you have I'm to – very... Not insecure, you have to let it out Yeah, and insecure as it can, it clearly is no. coming across. No, secure okay. in my loss. I'm secure. Okay, no, whatever you say, Tyler. Yep, I have hair. You don't. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And you lost two of your teams this week, so. Uh, oh shit! That's fun. That, that's fun. Damn it! That's that's fun. That's like the the lowest hanging fruit, though. Just just saying. It's the hair joke. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, all I have yeah. right now. I love no, it. it's true. Yeah, your cowboys suck. Your team sucks. Yeah, uh, but I have hair. But just... I have hair. Yeah, it's true. I, I have a little bit, and I have a lot on my chest. So, and you should shave it off your chest and put it on your head. It'd help out. <laughs> I wish. I really. Would. I think that's kind of how it works. <laughs> All right, let's move on. It's <laughs> a great idea. Let's <laughs> let's move along here uh, to number five, and that's I believe John or yeah, John's choice. Oh, um, I think. We, did we already say David? Yeah, David yeah. was right before at seven, right before Paul. Uh, Literally, how has Derek's team not been chosen yet? <laughs> yeah, true. I'm His going team with, is awful if you Derek. look at it. I'm going with Derek. His, who did he trade? He traded uh, you, Keenan Allen, and who else, Kyle? Ayub. Brandon Ayub. Brandon Ayub. I didn't play this last yeah. week. I know you guys t- uh, touched on this last week, right? But... I think Ayuk is – I just think Derek gave up some solid high upside depth 
for a guy who's kind of in the same tier as both of them. So, uh, I don't know. I I just don't think he has a lot of star power outside of McCaffrey. I don't believe in Devontae taking over the wide receiver 1A role. I still think he'll kind of take a slight backseat to A.J. Brown. He got he had um, four he had four targets tonight versus AJ Brown's fourteen for perspective. Yeah, exactly. And he's a much obviously better red zone target. So when AJ um, Brown wasn't scoring, I guess that was my other piece. When AJ Brown wasn't scoring, he was getting just as many targets as Smith. And today it was clearly Devontae just isn't gonna have that all season. Yeah. And then Derek's bench is just pretty scary if you're Derek. <laughs> So that yeah, Derek at five, I think may even be a little too high, but it's about four spots too high. <laughs> Why? Will you break it down for us, Paul? I mean, you broke it down perfectly. Christian McCaffrey is literally the only startable player on his lineup. Justin <laughs> Fields looks like the worst quarterback in the league. That's um, true. I am surprised yeah, he hasn't pitched Fields yet. That that um, seems bullish. Well, Russell Wilson yeah. on the bench isn't looking much prettier. Yeah, no, that's Russell, a great point. Russell Wilson's been a great fantasy quarterback, though. So, for what okay. it's worth, I, right. it'd be a hard start. But um, Russell Wilson's been a great fantasy quarterback. Honestly, I'll give him props on the um, Sam Laporta. I mean, he might end up being a top four tight end this year. And I don't did he get him off waivers or did he get him like waivers? Season started. Okay, I think yeah, yeah I mean, waivers. I, I think the same. I I really do think before the season there was some hype with him that he could be this breakout tight end. Um, I mean, was he, wasn't he a first or second round draft pick? Um, yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, so I don't know. So I think so, the Lions' offense looks great. So, but again, we're talking about Sam Laporta as arguably a second best player, and we power ranked him five. So, um, <laughs> fair enough. Anyways, I, yeah. It might be a little harsh not to consider Devonte Smith or Chris Olave a second best player, but I get where you're going. Um, that brings us to number four, which is Paul. Your selection. Ooh, my selection. Um, sorry, I was too busy talking poorly about Derek. Have we? Has anyone said Cooper yet? I don't think no, so. No, it's okay, Cooper, my, I, myself, Kyle, and Jack. Yeah, I don't really. I don't. I, I don't hate or love anyone's team for what it's worth. So I'm gonna put Cooper there. Um, he has his what? He has good running backs, so that's a positive. And by good running backs, I guess he has two good running backs. Um. And then his wide receivers are gross, like really, really gross. His wide his, receivers that he put, his wide receivers that he played this week were Michael Thomas, Jordan Addison, and Terry McLaurin. None of which are the wide receiver one for their respective teams. Um, so I think that scares me a little bit. Um, and George Kittle has proven that he's not been worth the draft pick. I think he had like twelve and a half points this week, but uh, that offense is just so high powered that I think. Cooper's running backs are good. It's good to have good running backs in this league when they're so thin. But, man, Cooper does not have wide receivers, and so that scares me a little bit. But I think his team's fine, and that's about all it is. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to mention Patrick Mahomes being one of his good players, too. I mean, he's a, one of the top QBs in the league. And then Waddle on the Miami offense, he'll come in and provide some wide receiver stability for him. But I do get even Waddle isn't technically a wide receiver one, right? For his own team. Yeah. So I do get that point, but I don't think that really matters for a guy like Jalen Waddle. But, um, well, and didn't Cooper, Cooper won this week? I mean, he won by a lot, but wasn't 30 put, something of those points? Well, 30 something of those points were a defense. And so yeah, but, kind of my, kind of my art, the Bills defense looks really good, but it's like you can't expect that many points from a defense every week. If your defense is really, really good, you can hope to get like maybe 14 points, but. Over 30 points. It can be that. The, the Bills can yeah, be that. Yeah, it could. But at that, he had just an okay week if they had a normal week. Gotcha. So. Yes. And you got you to gotta give Coop a lot of credit for sticking with Deshaun Watson on his bench. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's got to be mentioned that Coop, for some reason, is uh, writing that experiment out um, with the Browns. So I don't know. I, I would guess that's not going to be in favor of him from the fantasy gods. But I don't know. It is the NFL. Um, or real God. <laughs> or real God. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Ty, who do you have at number three? Um, I'm going to put you there, Con. Yes. I'm going to put you, you there. And 
you got the win without a defense or a kicker this week, which is always feels good, I'm sure. And it always feels good to send that text in the group chat. <laughs> I'm not playing these guys. <laughs> oh, I know. Handled by point five. But really you know the you know the thing is like I'm psycho enough, and I think we all are in policy oh, yeah. text right after where I was like, ooh, but if there's a stat correction, and then I was like, oh, but th- then I convinced myself my defense and kicker could go negative and lose that way. So I was oh. still stressed, even though the win was like locked in. I did not think stat. about the stat correction. That's a good point. Yeah. So we cross our fingers that tomorrow I wake up and there's no message about someone getting. I looked at all my players and none of them are one yard away. So yeah, should... as long as there's not like a three to five yard correction for anyone, then then we should be okay. Yeah, yeah we're at half. We're at half points. We don't do like the decimals, so I think you're pretty safe. That was the other thing. It's yeah, like the decimals that it could be scary. Yeah, that's cool. true too. Um, but Colin, I, I I would feel really good about your team team, especially in the running back department. And you're gonna Zach Moss pickup was looking nice at least after this first week, and he's definitely the lead. Well, I guess you got Jonathan Taylor coming back, right? But that's also Taylor could get dealt, so that that's kind of in flux there. But Eckler coming back, and then I I guess it's just the receivers, right? Where you're feeling a little lackluster. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I I really like CD. Um, despite his terrible quarterback, but I do like CD as a lead receiver. And then Lockett is the one I don't love. And obviously DeAndre Hopkins, like Tannehill looked so terrible. Um, it's pretty solid though. Like he's going to have these weeks where he doesn't put up much, but if you can get points from the rest of your team, like he's a solid two. Right. And I think it's just going to be a lot of guessing between him and Hopkins who, who I'm going to try to play that yeah, week. So. Which is never that, fun. No, and the other thing I'm worried about right now is that Eckler, it's like an ankle injury, and he's already he's already out, and he already is mad at the Chargers for not doing a deal. Like I could see that being a, a thing that lingers for a lot longer than than a week or two more from now. Good so I'm a little bit worried about all the star power, like being zapped out of out of my team. Lockett's kind of scary too because of JSN on their team and how he hasn't right. been super involved yet. Right. And like everyone says it for the past five years, but he has to fall off at some point, right? But he's How that safety he? blanket for he's like I that know, I know. guy for Gino, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know how old we'll he is. See. It seems like he's been in the league forever, but I he's probably not that old. It is crazy that he even gets as many targets as he does with DK and JSN there. I know. Like, I feel like it, to your point, I would think he's like the third guy, but he, he almost leads in targets most weeks. Um, crazy so we'll see if my team can hold on I think we're at the uh, top two here clearly the top two teams I think to the rest of the league uh, and Kyle it's it's your spot to pick uh, between yourself and Jack well I did just lose to him so I guess I have to put me second uh, you don't have to do anything you don't have to you don't well, have to I, do I, anything I'm still going to um, you're so like, soft I feel like it's fair uh <laughs> No, I'm happy with my team. I think, you know, to put up as many points as I did with both Bijan and Ramondre, like not really having anything going this week, who I kind of view those two running backs as like my floor guys, and they really didn't do that this week. Neither of them got to 10 points, so that kind of hurt. But Keenan Allen made up for it with 200 yards receiving and a passing touchdown. So, And, um, like, what, 18 catches or something like that? Yeah, 18 receptions. So he got nine points not from a touch, half not point. A touchdown, a passing touchdown. And, of course, it was to the one guy on Jack's team that he was playing. <laughs> I know. That was uh, nuts. And, oh, wait, and so also good. very sad for him, but Mike Williams, he's an ending oh, injury. We all knew it was yeah. coming at some point. Yeah. Uh, so Jack got the good week and then is getting the full Mike Williams experience here where he's out for the rest of the year. Damn, that just yeah. sucks, man. Yeah. But, yeah, going forward, I mean, I still I feel very confident in my team. Like, I think Ayuk, you know, I think he's going to be one of my better players. And so him coming back, I'm glad they rested him this week on the short week because they're playing Thursday. And it seemed like it was an injury that was bothering him a little bit when he played through it. So I was kind of glad they are just like, get him healthy, give him the rest and, Hopefully that will mean he'll be more consistent for me going forward. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I've got some good depth. Cooper Cup's obviously on the horizon, so could be good for me. I love Kyle's team. His bench is amazing, and his starters are really strong. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I think it's a 
really strong squad. I might, yeah. I would probably put it at one personally. Um, if it was my individual rankings, I think I'd put you, even despite losing, I'd put you right in front of Jack and Jack had two. I don't like Jack's team. I'm going to be honest. Let's talk about it. Go for it. Go for it, Paul. You, Paul. So Jack's taking, Jack's taking the one spot, obviously. Uh, I think he was two last week versus Kyle being one. Paul, no, what? He was one again? No, I was two. Derek was three and Jack was four. Oh, okay. Well, either way, we're high on Jack's team, except, Paul, it sounds like you're not. Do you want to talk a little bit about the weaknesses you see in the roster? Yeah, pretty much everywhere, except uh, <laughs> I, I get, okay, and he's going to come after me. He's like, oh, I scored this many points. Congratulations. You have um, no running backs, and you're – Debo's going to be – Debo's very talented, but that offense is so good. You can't rely on that every week. Um, Aaron Jones, when he comes back, will be fine. What do you think about um, Jonathan Taylor, Paul? Yeah, you, and jo- Jonathan Taylor, if he plays this season, will be fine. Um, you're starting to see that most of these teams are pretty fine with the running backs that they have. So if Jonathan Taylor comes, he's not he hasn't played in so long that he's best case scenario going to be splitting time with another back or two on whatever team he he goes to if he stays on the Colts, great. He's now, the Moss looks like he's a fine running back. And you also have Richardson, who some people thought were going to re- lead that team in rushing anyways as a quarterback. So, again, sure. Um, and, yes, he has a great quarterback, and he has a great tight end, and that can carry him a long ways. But doesn't have a ton of depth. Um, and I, his team scares me. I think he'll have big weeks, but I don't think it'll be sustainable for the whole season. I really don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in and like kind of disagree with you in the sense that some of the things you said are right, but I also feel like Jack's long term outlook is pretty solid. If Jonathan Taylor comes back, like Jack took him in like what probably the fifth or sixth round, and if he comes back and is seventy five percent of what Jonathan Taylor has been historically, like that's an absolute steal. Like that's still probably a top fifteen, potentially even top ten running back right there. And so, and then obviously ninth yeah, round, he got him in the he got him in the ninth round. So even better, kind of to that point yeah. here, where it's no, like yeah, Jonathan yeah. Taylor doesn't need to come back and be the number one overall pick, Jonathan Taylor, but the number one overall pick, Jonathan Taylor, averaged like twenty points a game. So if he's seventy five percent of that and averages fifteen a game, then that's a pretty good steal for him. Um, even if Zach Moss is still kind of involved, but also like Aaron Jones is still he's a good RB too. So if he gets healthy and you can pair him with Jonathan Taylor, I think that makes Jack's team really scary. And the fact that he started out three and zero, and that he was able to get three wins with without those guys, I think is going to make him a team that we're going to be kind of looking at for the rest of the season, especially come playoff time. He could be kind of hitting his stride, which is kind of scary to think about. His team's bad. I don't like it. He does have to well, battle. Oh, wait, guys. Yes. Can we talk about something else with Jack's team too? Yes. Uh, Connor, which you said today, uh, I mean, just talking about the pod, um, the biggest surprise of the NFL season, I think it has to be Taylor Swift and Travis Kelce, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, Kelsey. Um, but, yeah. Paul it, says Kelce. Kels. It's Kelce. I know, it's I know. Kels. I hate it. Uh, but, so I'm, I'm firmly on the side that that is T-Swift just being a master at PR and the fact that it got it, – it was the most talked about thing on an NFL Sunday by yeah. Paul. Like it was, I mean, and, her, and her doc and her documentary is about to come out. And so he plays was, in New per- York next week, yeah. where she's going to be at the same time. And like they look so awkward leaving the stadium, I can't imagine they're actually talking. Okay. Dude, <laughs> yeah, they no. look. They oh, look that, like yeah. two, like a couple in seventh grade after yeah. seventh grade football yeah. game. Who didn't know how hilarious. to act? Okay, I but don't. can I? Wouldn't it just be poetic though if they're together in it? makes his season suck and this all started when we decided to change Beyonce's division to Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift ends up being Jack's de- demise I just think it would be <laughs> that would be an incredible story that would be line. hilarious that would be <laughs> awesome. it also is that's funny a good storyline I like that we yeah. changed it this year and then she's now a part of the NFL well yeah. th- does it Crazy. hurt Kelsey or does it help I mean he scored a touchdown this week yeah, but they played the Bears. Does that even count? Yeah, that is the Bears count. are so bad, man. Yeah, 
They yeah, are. You might, as well call, you might as well call the Bears the Oregon State Beavers. Am I right? Do we not have any Bears fans in our league? That's kind of shocking if you think about it. Like, there's so many Bears fans. I yeah. know. I know. That is shocking. Is David a Bears fan? I, I think he think might so. be. I don't know. I feel like it's David, David gives there. me strong Rob Lowe wearing the NFL hat vibes. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> As a fan, that's that's how I picture David. Guy just, guy just loves football. He's <laughs> yeah, just dedicated to the game itself, but I don't feel like I've heard him be super strong. Actually, isn't he weirdly like a Jaguar fan or something like that? Didn't he pick like a random team? No, I think you guys are just oh, I've, all these picks are so cool about right. David. No. I feel like we, we, when you listen, he'll let us know. That, yeah, if David cool. doesn't text us his favorite team sometime this week, we know he didn't listen to the pod. Yeah, and he, he, yes, then he's not a true friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so r- rolling with kind of what John had said there about the biggest surprise of the year, I was curious if you guys have noticed any fantasy trends early on that have somewhat surprised you or are different than years past. Um, or just trends in the NFL itself. It doesn't have to re- relate directly to fantasy. Um, and while you guys kind of think of them, like the one I was thinking of earlier today is I feel like for the first three weeks, defenses are scoring either really bad or really good or negative. Like you're not getting – usually a lot of the times defenses are hanging around like the three to five range, but I feel like we're seeing a lot of 10 to, you know, 30 point defensive weeks. And then I've also seen a weird amount of like negative one to negative four mm-hmm. defensive. And maybe it's just who I'm like clicking on and researching, but I feel like defenses have been a lot more volatile this year in terms of actual fantasy production. Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, Cowboys won me the, the week one, Cooper's Bills won them week. This, I, I totally agree with you, Tom. I wonder if that's just a, pro- a product of the teams being very different and it being so early. Like you can't scheme against uh, players you haven't seen in that uniform before very effectively. Yeah, I think it's I think it's partly that, and honestly, I think that we don't have the best quarterback play going on like in the NFL yeah, right now. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, and I think the, that's a really major reason you're seeing a lot more interceptions, and in general, just like lower production offenses maybe they're scoring but their qb might have 150 yards you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah i feel like we're seeing a lot more of that this year than in years past yeah uh brock purdy is the number one fantasy quarterback right now followed by kurt cousins then justin <laughs> herbert then jordan love and then finally we see patrick mahomes and then russell wilson to uh anthony richardson daniel jones Wow. Yeah. Interesting group there at the top. Like not not who you'd probably would have guessed going into the season. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Did you- Connor, I think something else too, like a surprise or just something I was thinking was super like exciting prior to this season is that the uh like your draft picks weren't super set with superstar guys like it has been in the past, where like one through twenty is pretty standard the whole way through and then you got like deeper into the third and fourth round and you could like so many of us for the first time I think reached multiple rounds for guys that were supposed to go like 20 plus picks later mm. so I think that's a super fun kind of um outcome that this early seasons had yeah I like that's it. a really good observation I do think that was a, a noticeable difference in the draft this year mm-hmm. um, it made it super fun I feel like it's just because offenses are so well schemed now and defenses as well know how to counteract that who like they spread the ball out a lot more than obviously when running backs are prevalent, but even early in the passing game, it's not just to your one and two guys. There's so many like screen routes and stuff in the middle with your slot receivers that it's, it's just a wide array of throws going on. So it's hard to, you know, pinpoint who those main fantasy producers are, but that's a really good observation. Like, not as standardized in the mid rounds as it used to be. Yeah. 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 And maybe I that'll mean, just be this year. I guess we'll see, but I like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, running backs are just crazy. So you have Christian McCaffrey as number one, so that falls. And then you have the my running back or the Rams running back, Kyron Williams, at number two. 
and then Brian Robertson, Brian Robinson, Tony Pollard, Raheem Mostert, and then you don't get to then you get um, Bijan Robinson. So like even running backs aren't super necessarily tracking so far this season to what they were drafted. I mean, four of those guys were either not drafted or drafted past the eighth round, probably. Yeah. And and one hot take I have so far, more for the NFL also, is that one, I feel like for some reason the games have been like a lot sloppier so far this year than they have in the Yeah, because no one plays preseason. Right. But it's like it's like very noticeable how and it's almost uh again it goes back to the quarterback play. I think a lot of the time, like the games have been less electric to watch start to finish than I feel like they were in the last couple of years just because of like the mistakes being made more than anything. Yes. Not that I'm like a master NFL, you know, I don't have the knowledge, but just like the noticeable offense is stalling a lot more. A lot of three and outs are like five play drives that go 12 yards. And it's just a lot of those kind of back and forth um, interactions. It feels like on the field than it has been in years past, less like explosive plays, but maybe I've just missed them. True. It It's hilarious too. Like the, how the Cowboys were projected to be like the powerhouse of the NFL. And then they just get blown out by the Cardinals who just lost to the Giants. Hilarious. That is hilarious. That. <laughs> no, that is, that is really funny. I it's think it's so funny that actually. we actually put stock in the Cowboys than it is that they lost. It's so like, funny. I know. It's so funny. Oh my God. Ty, I saw this, I saw this tweet. Um, today that was like Mariners lost three in a row Beavers lose to uh, whoever they lost to and Jody Allen still owns the Trailblazers <laughs> <laughs> my, my Monday's not going well what do you guys feel about the uh, Dame being traded by October 2nd is the newest sources you know report Just don't mean a sources whole lot don't know but... dick I, I just have a weird feeling he's still going to be on the team and then we'll trade him at the deadline. Like, it's all just – it's smokescreen season right now, right? Like, we're just trying to put all these reports out. Like, we have these other better offers than the Heat do just so we can get the Heat to actually ante up or something. I don't, the Heat don't have anything to ante up for. I, I know, but maybe a third – I don't know. I, I, I think I, the Raptors would be hilarious. I would just love it. We'd get It'd be funny because it's it. sending it. And if he goes to the Raptors, he's basically getting sent to the East Coast Blazers or the East, Eastern Conference <laughs> Blazers. Like we are the same franchises, basically. Except they won a, except bigger. they won a title recently. Yeah, that is that part's the stinger, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, and they have a good ownership, and they have a good coach. And the well, GMs. We did, have, pretty good. we did have good ownership and coaching for a while. Yeah, we did. Um, Kyle, you're the master, the czar of Dame trades. What What do you believe, and what don't you believe? Like what? Like where do I think he's gonna go, or what do I timing think? wise? Timing wise, and then maybe a, a where where you'd like him to go. I think he. I don't think he'll be on our team at the start of the season. Um, even though I don't, even though I do think that might be the best thing for them to do, but uh i have a feeling he's gonna get traded before them there just seems to be like too much smoke right now i know i was kind of saying that last podcast i i feel like when you look at the nba when this much smoke smoke is going around on twitter usually something gets executed relatively quickly after um so i just kind of feel like this is going to be one of those situations as far as where i want him to go i we were kind of talking the group text today like Toronto, if it means we're getting Scotty Barnes, like if that's on the table right now and we haven't already said yes, then Joe Cronin needs to not be our GM and some would argue argue he shouldn't be. But in my opinion, that's like the best case scenario for the Blazers is getting like a young, you know, not the best defender in the world, but kind of a two-way forward that is still developing, would fit maybe with a little bit of the timeline of our younger guards things like that. And then on top of that, if you could somehow do that use of Nurkic flip for DeAndre Ayton, if you came away from this situation getting DeAndre Ayton and Scotty Barnes for and Damian Lillard at the door, like that has to be viewed as a major success to the Blazers. Not to say that those players don't have their flaws. Obviously, we all know Ayton has his own flaws, but I think it would be a huge win for Portland to take a chance on a young center like that. I know he's making a ton of money and he might not live up to it, but you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? You know, I would much rather have that situation than the Miami package. I can tell you that much. The, is 
the Suns wanting Yusuf Nurkic over DeAndre Ayton, like, what do we think about that? No, it's, I think it's more because Ayton and the Suns are not, Ayton's not happy with the Suns in general. But isn't that um, what's just going to happen with Nurk in like a year or two? Let us dream. How about no, that? I, no, I am just flabbergasted at why. I, I know that Aiton's in the coach and whatever, but it's like. There's been some legit sources that have reported that, Connor. So I don't know if it's a complete dream. I will say that much. Like, you have to put yourself in the sun's shoes. Like, if you're, if Aiton really doesn't want to be there and there's bad blood, which it sounds like there is, and that's a team that's trying to win a title. Like, they they might not want to put up with that, and they might view Nurkic as a guy that, like, yeah, is it the best center in the league, but might be better than having bad blood on the team. I don't know. It could happen. No, I'm I'm hopeful. Like, trade a pouting center for a pouting center. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to say a, a hot take because I think Aiton gives me very much Hassan Whiteside vibes. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I, I, feel I don't those. want I feel to those. go through again. I feel I, that. All. I, I don't necessarily disagree, but I think that's a very, very extreme. Like, that's that's as as far as you can go on the spectrum. Like, John Aiton has, like, single-handedly helped the Suns win a bunch of playoff games. Like, the, the stuff that happened after that has kind of overshadowed that, but he's at least shown, like, he can be yeah, a, yeah. a winning center on a winning team in the playoffs. Now, will he continue to do that in the future? I don't know because the most are re- using recency bias. You would say no, but at least he's shown it before. I don't think it's. I, <laughs> I have a question. Go for it, Paul. To, br- to bring it back in terms of football, and I might not be liked for this statement, statement, <laughs> but I, I, I think I agree with it. The more I was pondering it, well, no one is, argues you. So, is Damian <laughs> Lillard the NBA's Russell Wilson? Now, hear no, me out. what? Hear me out. Dame is still terrible. Russell sucks. Russell Wilson, people thought was still on hit at his height. When it's the really not a bad, it's not a bad comparison. And, and I don't like Lord's it. Thirty three. Russell Wilson's thirty four. On terrible contracts, Russell Wilson at least won his team a Super Bowl. Damian Lillard never did. Damian Lillard was never a top five player in the NBA, but he was borderline. And both players that said they were loyal were going to do so much for the city, and then all of a sudden wanted out. I'm just saying. I would argue feels... Russell Westbrook is the Russell Wilson of the of. Oh, interesting. Because Russell Westbrook's career has gone down a cliff, and Russell Wilson's continues to do that this year. Yeah, but but Russell Wilson's didn't until after he got traded, and people still thought he was like a top. Six, Did that seven. Happen pretty, wasn't he pretty bad at the end of his Seahawks career? Oh, no, he was hurt. He played, he was hurt the like latter half and he played through it. Whereas Dame, what I don't want to hear what? that. Well, that sounds like it was, then why was he playing? <laughs> if he was or, hurt, he wouldn't have played. Well, okay, regardless, I'm just yeah, saying no one's I, ever played through injury before Tyler. Yeah, I'm all <laughs> well, I'm saying, excuse him sucking. <laughs> it kind of does. First half of the season, then he got hurt, he was out for four weeks and came back still hurt. Regardless, my point is I am kind of okay with the Dame leaving. He's 33 years old, and I know the yep, I know the franchise hasn't done anything to help him. But at the end of the day, I don't know if he is a good enough player to win a championship, to be the best player on a championship team. I just don't know if he will be ever. So that is my thoughts on Dame. Sorry, Dame, I do love you. They're also on complete opposite ends of the corny scale. Like, Russell Wilson's the corniest dude that's ever lived, and Dame is, like, the realist. So That's, 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 that's true. That's, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah is, except for is, his, like, and I get what Paul's comparison is. I, I think yeah. it's a pretty good comparison, to be honest. Yeah. It, it, it pains me to say it. As someone who's who... No, it doesn't. Love you Russell love Wilson. saying that. Well, no, I just because I I love Dame more than I've ever loved Russell no, Wilson. I love Russell Wilson, no. but I I'm okay. I'm bye. See ya. Whoa! Wow! Take it back. Okay. Take it back, <laughs> Paul. No, never brought us a ship. So go ahead, Ty. No, I hope no, he doesn't I listen just... to this. I hope I hope Dame doesn't listen to this. I do love him. There's a, the, the, there's a I, good I, chance I, he does. 
<laughs> that is true. He's listened really to a couple chance. other episodes, so someone, yeah. someone should clip that uh, monologue and then post it on Twitter and tag Damon. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on Rip City saying this about you, Paul? <laughs> isolated on a Zoom. Um, no, I I think more than anything, I honestly want him. Everyone wants him, I think, to stay except Paul. Uh, but I think it's unsalvageable at this point for sure like I think both sides have kind of accepted it and at the point I'm also really ready to stop hearing about it I don't want to see I want to be back to like just not hearing about the Blazers ever and then like the news just just yeah yeah, not as fun as I thought it was (laughs) no no. I I do want Dame to stay I I actually do think it'd be fun to have him give a run I think there'd be a cool mentorship no I do I think it'd be a cool mentorship thing between him and Scoot if he stayed. But I think That's the bridge is the opposite thing of what you just said, by the way. Because he wants out. Because he wants out. So I think that's the difference. He wants out, so I'm okay with him leaving. I want him to leave. But I, before, like, if he stayed, I'd be happy he stayed. I really do believe that. Like, I think it could be a cool mentorship program between him and Scoot. He, and I think, I, I think I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on a podcast. I think there's a scenario where in three years, he's the borderline all-star veteran on a team of extremely young talent that is maybe a year ahead of schedule. Um, And so I think his act, I honestly think his best chance of winning a championship would be to stay on the Blazers because I think there's a scenario where he is the older veteran on a team of really young talent that overperforms a little bit and gets to the finals. And I don't think he's going to even get to the finals on any other team that he gets traded to. Oh, Shut up. <laughs> no, I I hear you too. <laughs> that was very constructive criticism there. Uh, <laughs> no, I I think that's like a good point in general. Is if he were to wait around, it would be so nice because one thing I think, like we're all excited about the young talent we have, but I also think we might be doing the Blazer fan thing of like assuming we're going to be more scrappy in terms of wins this year than we actually will be when it Dame's not there. Yeah. Like, I think we could be really bad. Even with two and, Dame, like, and even with all them playing well, I just mean, like, I, I think we, like, really bottom of the league type stuff. Are you saying with Dame on the team still? No, without. I'm just saying, oh, like, yeah. I, I think we're going to be horrible. But I think we've talked ourselves into being so excited about the young people that it, which I am too, that I'm like in my head, I'm like, you know, we could get to like 36 wins. It could be like 22 wins, you know, it could be really bad. I know, I know. It's just not fun to watch. Like, at least we have prospects now. Um, And we could have even better prospects if we didn't win those four games John made us win when we were tanking. But I'll never forget that. I'm not talking about that. The worst argument of all time. I'm not talking about it. No, it was not. We learned character through these four wins. That was absolutely a horrendous tonight. That was so bad. (laughs) Um, Tyler, don't don't be hiding. You were there too. Move on. <laughs> I agree with Tyler. <laughs> you see how they always bring it up? I think they're a little salty about it. Who do you guys think is going to run the beer mile this year? You. Last topic. You. <laughs> Dude, I, Paul, I feel like you didn't really like satiate Tyler's desire no, to get into I was, it tonight. I so you're leaving him pissed. Right I, I was going to come on and be like, I'm out. Like, I can't do it because I thought Paul was just going to be hammering me all podcast. But no, he's just. Laying over. I, well, I don't know what I'd be hammering you on, Tyler. There's literally nothing to hammer you on. My oh, team I'm just ugly. laid the hammer on you. Something I don't know. No, my team did all the talking. I mean, those are true. I guess you just said it yourself. So if you're already thinking that yourself, why do I need to say it? Ty, you're what's so true? Rattled. Ty's rattled, man. Yeah, he is. You can see. Oh, what's like, true? Dude, I don't even need to sell real estate. It's just all free in Tyler's head. <laughs> oh, this is kind of true. Good line. Good line. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's obviously used that one before. Okay, yeah, let's go around. Said, never been used before. <laughs> let's go around and say who you think is going to do the beer mile. I'll go first. It's going to be John. Dude, you're such a loser for that take. <laughs> <laughs> Why? The only time I've ever run it was when I was in a 14-hour time difference, and I tied for fifth. 
So what, what makes you think? What makes you think that this year is going to be the year that Wait, I dropped? Why would you run it season? if you tied for fifth? Well, records wise, maybe it was six. No, no, no. Record, you you record wise, finished, regular season you would have finished last, and then like in consolation tied for six. But that doesn't. No, count. I got last and then had the lowest points for. Okay. Well, either way, I think John's team. God, put money on it, Connor. <laughs> no, I'm I'll give not, you I'm ten just, to one odds. I'll give you I'm ten just to one making odds. my guess. Wow, I think John's team. Ten to I one think, odds, five dollars, Connor. Actually, I, I think I picked Derek. I think Derek <laughs> not scoring a hundred. So points. sad for Derek. Yeah, it's not looking good for him. In one week, everything just turned because of Paul's. Uh, <laughs> Paul's stats that he brought. And the, 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 the twelve and zero revelation was huge. By the way, that that was big. Two more wins. It's nice to see you and Paul be friends, Tyler. It's very yeah. sweet. This is nice, right at the end. Yeah, it is. It is nice. Who do you pick, uh, Paul? Uh, I am going to pick John. <laughs> wow, <laughs> two for John. Kyle, who do you pick? Nice take, Paul. Nice original take out of your bald ass head. <laughs> I love after a win. I love after a win that the only thing you guys can come after me on is bald head. And you know what? That's okay. I'll take it. No, I mean, you could have lost. I mean, you would still be bald. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Paul, have you <laughs> so dumb. Have you thought about those transplant surgeries no no actually no. they're like pretty affordable someone I know, that i I'm, work with just did it it's like lasik no i know i i'm fine being bald <laughs> i just don't i just i'll never be one of those like <laughs> like kyle has great hair so i can say this if kyle was bald it'd be weird because he doesn't have facial hair Whereas, like, if I'm bald... I, I would be ugly nice... as fuck if I was bald, Yeah, dude. I have this nice, luscious beard, so I'll be fine. I would be. I would definitely get hair transplants and wear a wig. I'd be so fucking ugly. Oh my God. Yeah, so I'll be fine. If I, if, I, if I was, like, a naked mole rat, I would, I would do something about it, but I'm fine. <laughs> like, look at this. Look at, this is a good look at If you do this, good looking man. Does he oh, look like a prison inmate? Guys. Maybe a little bit, but does he also look handsome? Yes. Talk That's about a punishment. You have to shave yeah. all the hair off your head, loser of the league. And Paul, I actually don't so think Paul just I actually think Paul's living. Paul be fine. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I think. See, look at Fine. When you do that experiment that you're doing right there, it actually doesn't look bad at all. <laughs> if I lost a little bit, if I lost a little bit more, I probably would. No, you right look, you look great, Paul. You look great. Thank you. Oh, thank you. No, it's it's just Tyler's insecurity that's coming out. I don't. I have no. I said you look great. I just said you look great. Thank you. I was. So, it, it's, I'm not insecure. I mean, it's your head, like yeah. no hair. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you've just been using it as an insult this whole podcast after not. No, no, not an insult. Of... A fact. Uh... <laughs> oh, it's gonna make for great content. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. So, Kyle, <laughs> uh, who's your prediction for the beer mile? <laughs> uh, the fantasy gods are mad at him. I'm going Randall again. Randall! A back-to-back wow, beer mile would be nuts. And you're welcome, Randy, for choosing you and giving you an opportunity of redemption. It's all with love. That would be demoralizing, back-to-back beer miles. That would be tough. I would love to hear what he would do differently to prepare this year if he had to do it twice in a row i actually asked him about that um and he said he would 1000 percent practice chugging beers like that he, <laughs> he, he literally said that's all he would change is that the beer took him paul what was it like 10 of the 18 minutes was beer yeah drink. it was a, it was a significant amount of time yeah it was it was the whole issue like outside of the running was fine uh it was <laughs> 1,000% just drinking beer. I think I remember him saying that, like, the first beer, he inhaled, like, a bunch of air and then drank over the top of it, and he couldn't get that burp out, that first initial big burp, so he fucked himself from the first beer. Oh, so you're yeah. saying it might have been a fluke? No, watching him drink, he was, like, sipping. It was not a fluke. Hey, Connor, can I change my answer for the beer mile? Yeah. Okay, John, after doing research, you are 100% correct. You've never even really come close to doing the beer mile, and you only had to do the beer mile for that exact reason. There was five teams at five and seven. 
So wait, wait. Um, so you've never come close to doing the beer mile except when you got last place and had to do the beer yeah, mile. It's the correct way to say that. Yeah, but he still had a pretty good record, I guess. It was never he had like it was like, it was like it was like out of ten people, it was number ten best. Yes. All that to say, <laughs> I am going back to my on brand and saying Derek is going to run the beer mile. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Why would we expect anything different? Oh shit. Uh John, um, do you have a pick? I do actually, and I know he's not gonna be thrilled about this obviously as no one ever likes hearing their name during this segment but i'm gonna say it might be coop oh wow okay i feel like cooper wants to run the beer mile yeah it's not a punishment <laughs> for him I, i've said this many times i think cooper would be like by far set the record for beer oh, mile. it won't even be close In, inhales beers and runs pretty well like <laughs> the dude would dominate yes no I, be, can, like, I can see him like genuinely Enjoy it like that's how he goes on runs. <laughs> yeah, I could too. <laughs> that wouldn't even surprise me. Every mile he's just out just shotguns real quick and keeps going. Yeah. That would not yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah, no. it's not a punishment for Cooper. He's expressed that he would do it with the last place person before. Oh my yeah. god. It's like three years <laughs> in a row where he's like, Oh, I'll just do it with you. Don't even worry about it. And if someone really took him up on that, he would do it with you. <laughs> Also, can we talk about the dark horse that's a dark horse beer mile runner candidate every year, which is David Walser? It's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's it's pretty true. David's flirted with it a couple times. And uh, what did did he win? He did win this week, but that's he's he's only won one. So um true. I'd like I'd like to see David run it. That would be entertaining because I have no idea how David would do in it. Yeah, he yeah, who knows? I'm I'm sensing similar to Randall vibes. I'm just going to call him out right now. I kind of think so too. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we should be able to see what unfolds over the next couple weeks. Let's go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, for Paul Sheffield, John Fishback, Cal Jordan, Tyler Baggett, and Kamish Khan, we'll talk to you next week. Peace. 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 You play to win the game. Bye. Night. Hello. You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. <laughs>